Welcome to the Connor Nation post-game reaction of the loss to Iowa. I'd say this this as a end-of-season recap, but I, we're going to have months to talk about the end of season. Uh, I'm joined with Paul Dolan. I think that uh, I don't know if anybody else feels like calling in. So it's just us two today. Here's some news for you. I didn't drink any alcohol again this game because I figured, you know, I didn't drink against Maryland, so maybe there was going to be some juju there that I would bring. And uh, apparently, you know, I, apparently I didn't actually say sto- sober enough. I was three points short of being sober. That makes no sense, does it? It's a horrible joke. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure where you were going with that, John. That's just it. That's where we're at right now. Yeah, that's uh, it's kind of the post-game joke equivalent of Frost play calling sometimes. So not sure where you're going with that. <laughs> okay, let's go right there then. Right at halftime, we I saw these tweets, and here's the quote. Scott Frost, the Husker Radio Network. We are going to have to be a little less cute and try to win the game. Well, this, this is just – I realize that he's in the middle of I, – I, number one, I hate halftime interviews. I think media people – you know, when you're a coach – you have a hundred decisions to make within 30 seconds of each other. And then you come off the field and there's some fucking media person shoving a mic in your face, which basically means that if you're going to be a good head coach, you not only have to be good at coaching, good at managing personnel, good at recruiting, good at play calling, good at hiring people who are your assistant coaches. Then you have to suddenly be like, what? A, you know, a, a media guy. You have to talk well. Yeah. Am I making too much of that? No. no well, or am it, I just going off it's, track? It's it's. I mean the 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 thirty seconds or the fifteen seconds, you know, of 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 corner of the you know, of the side you know generally much shorter sideline reporter sticking you know holding holding the microphone at the full arm's length to up to a tall coach is is very stereotypical it seems like every football game i've ever watched on television going way back into the 70s um has done that so i i don't think that's going to change what what really Woody what, hayes wouldn't have done that well Woody hayes would have just like throat punched the the sideline reporter and yes and and can you continue going i'm not sure you can get away with that anymore okay um, but here's the thing you don't normally get useful information out of them no you what don't. we have what we had that quote from frost and if it, i i didn't see the interview i i was uh take uh i think i was getting some more dip or something like that um was if that's true, and if that's what he really said, that is a remarkably candid admission that, okay, <laughs> we need to do something different. And the cuteness that I'm assuming he's referring to is continuing to throw the ball left and right instead of like down the field or, or, just, or just handing it off and, 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 and running down the field. Um, I don't think, 
I mean, it seems like this. We've been running this unblocked screen pass play, you know, six, eight times a game since since Frost got. Actually, we've been running it since before Frost got here, and we haven't had players that have been capable of blocking it or have the speed to respond to it. Um, uh in years, but we still do it. And we, God, I don't think we ever get any yardage out of it. It seems like, um, it's just never there. And I don't think we ran a single, I don't think we had a single screen pass, um, in the, in the second half. So we had one that Martinez threw into the ground. Uh, well, that was, was that the that second half? Screen. It wasn't a screen to the side. Okay. Well, th- yeah. So that's the, to me, interpreted that, um, as Frost admitting that, you know what, I got to stop doing this stuff. Well, okay, Scott, it's a little bit late. I mean, your nine, your season is nine. At this point, is ninety five percent, ninety six percent done. It is a little bit late. The grades have gone in already. You know, um, uh, it would have been nice to 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 have this light go off. I don't know. You know, maybe after the Colorado game or something that this isn't going to work. Um, I, I, you think he was just afraid of having Martinez throw the ball down the field because Martinez is, I think, I think Martinez shoulder is buggered up. And I think there's a good chance of that, but it's, I mean, clearly Luke McCaffrey can throw a, you know, a nice pass. So why it felt like we stuck with Martinez and and to his credit, he he powered through what was obviously an injury. But I, I I worry that in by not by by bringing him back instead of going with McCaffrey, at least in this game, you know, just start to finish that 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 one, we're delaying Martinez and possibly you know compromising his ability to recover completely from whatever is wrong, and. It, it just wasn't doing – we weren't having any success um, with him. I mean, this season, and today we saw it as well, has just been, you know, throwing one sail um, or sailing one pass over uh, after another over the, you know, the 30-yard and more receiver downfield. Um, it's almost inevitable at this point. So I, I, I feel like – Martinez was legs were not there for the second half of the season, possibly even the whole season. It's tough to know. And for a good part of the season, he has not had the speed or the accuracy uh, in the arm speed or the arm strength or accuracy that he had last year. Martinez was not a good quarterback this year. Um, you think Frost stuck with him because of this kind of uh, old school? I'm a loyal guy. Blah 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 blah. I think he stuck with him um, until the very end because he just didn't have a, a an, another viable option. We saw at Colorado. Uh, was it Colorado where? No. What was yeah. our? It was was it Colorado where we again had multiple Federal. multiple quarterbacks. It's been. I feel like it's been years since that <laughs> game. <laughs> but like um, you aged that much. Yeah. 
Well, we did fundamentally. We just did not have until very recently did not have a viable, um, reliable backup quarterback option. Um, McCaffrey has very obviously developed into that. Um, we saw last week, you know, what what he's capable of doing. And I was really disappointed. I mean, this was a freebie game for McCaffrey. He could have done whatever he wanted and we didn't put him on the field. I mean, I was, I joked about this last week, but it wasn't entirely joking. The, just the name McCaffrey fucks with Iowa's heads. And just by having him on the field would have caused a little bit of of second guessing for for the coaching for the Iowa coaching staff. And we missed that opportunity. We should have had for this game figured out a way to put every bit of talent on the field at the same time. If we're gonna if we were gonna play uh if we were going to play Martinez at quarterback, we should have found a way to to put um, McCaffrey on the field as well. He's in the slot receiver, and I, I the guy is probably the fastest on the team. Um, you think so? Uh, pretty close to it. Um, I mean, um, we didn't Ramir, have is it Ramir Johnson? Um, is is probably the fastest. But if we had played him today, he would have lost his redshirt season. Right. And we weren't going to do that. Right. Um, and, then, and then Wandale Robinson was hobbled and didn't play very much at all and didn't get very He played two plays, didn't he? Or he played one, he played one full, se- one full, one full um, series at, in the first half and then I think one play in the second. And he was, yeah, he, he was hobbled. So he was, he was a non-factor. Um it just, I don't know. I, I, it just feels like the coaching staff ought out, out, out fought themselves, outplanned themselves um, this season. Uh, either, that it, or we, either that or it's just a season that literally, I, it's almost like they said, well, this is kind of a throwaway season. I have a long contract. I'm going to play everybody as much as possible. Well, we got th- when we got when we got through the Wisconsin game, and we were at four and six, uh, no four and se- four and eight, no, we were at four and six, and still with the opportunity with facing Maryland, who is an absolutely horrible team, which we demonstrated last week, and then all of the sort of intangibles stacking up to say that Iowa needs to really be worried about this game, that, 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 that meant the season was not a throwaway at, at after the Wisconsin game, but it did mean that it is, it is very much a playoff kind of win, move on, lose, go home kind of scenario, which means that you just play, you know, you don't hold it. You can't hold anything back. you you have to play basically YOLO football and because losing doesn't, I mean, it, it, if you lose by one or three or 50, it doesn't fucking matter in the end you lost. So 
just try to win. Do whatever you fucking can. You know, put your best players on the field and just say, you know what? Go go do something magical. Um, fuck, why didn't we run more option? I the have last, no idea. The I last five, four or five times that we've run the option in the last two games, they've been, every single one of them has been a success. Teams don't plan for it. <laughs> Why? I don't. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see what Haas says about this game after he watches it and we go through it. But it, yeah. it, that whole first half, it was as if it, we really, you know, people keep saying there's something wrong with Martinez or something wrong with Martinez. Well, you know what? What if, what was wrong with Martinez was Scott Frost play calling was all over the board. No, that's not true. It was in the first half. Well, his. It, Scott Frost play calling was all over the board, but that was not, that's not what was, what was hobbling Martinez. Martinez is is physically hobbled. He last year was crashing into defenders and squeezing an extra two yards after contact this year. He's like, Oh shit. And stepping out of bounds. I mean, the guy is playing in pain and it's, and it's, and it's really obvious um, it's true. He did go down. He, he did go down to, uh, I mean, whenever we, he was going to hit, he basically hit the ground. Yeah. I mean, he is not playing um, like the running quarterback that that he was last year. I mean, just, and, and I'm not talking about his performance on the field. I'm talking about his actions on the field. You know, he is, he's just scared of contact, probably because it fucking hurts. And I don't think I can blame him. I mean, right. a, a human being can only take so much before they say, fuck this shit. I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. And it's possible that he was approaching that. I don't know. I mean, that's this is these these are just it's just speculation and it's things that we won't probably won't ever know. I think what we will know is that that there's something wrong with Martinez's shoulder, and I hope it can be fixed in the offseason. Because he's too much of a talent to waste. Well, you're um, gonna have unfortunately you're gonna have like eight months of people bitching about him. Well, that's true. Um, and it will be unfair. Yeah. Can we talk about the defense for a minute? Sure. Actually, before we do that, let's make the point that we're not going to a bowl because we lost to Iowa. Um, or that <laughs> <laughs> that they hit a last minute field goal. We're we're not going to a bowl because we've lost to um Indiana and Purdue. And Colorado. And, and Colorado. Right. I mean, those were three games that we were just obviously the best team. And and just we farted away the game. Um so that's why we're not going bowling this year. And it's frustrating, um, but it is. It, the The problem with it is, is we're staring at again. All I can think about is running a website for eight months of people <laughs> being so fucking negative that you know that's the problem. I mean, we're going after a while. Well, there's you know, going to be some interesting, I think, storylines that literally in the media about the media. I mean. Our our media has gone very negative, and I wonder if they're really going to stay that way during the off season, or if they're going to continue to do those puff stories where they say, 
you know, the coaches say, this guy is the best ever I've coached at this position. And people are not going to want to hear that this year. Well, we didn't want to hear it last year. And you know what? It wasn't the Nebraska media that was telling those stories this year. Through the spring and the summer, Nebraska was the, the, the national media darling. And, you know, Frost... Frost was in his second season, the magic season, you know, that's, that's the one where you reach out and you grab that national championship and which was so just utterly dumb, (laughs) silly to think of. Right. Um, Six and six. And, and we honestly probably should have been seven and five. Um, But six and six would have, would have been a, 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 a legit improvement over last year. I think and honestly, I mean, being five and seven is still an improvement, although it doesn't feel like it until you, until you get to a bowl game. Um, the, the things I feel like there was so many, so many, so much bad luck. Everything went wrong for Nebraska until the Maryland game until last week that, that, I mean, we had, injuries to the to at one point like every single one of our skill players i i mean at at one point we were starting what you know three freshmen and 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 two sophomores on the um on the line it it, like and 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 we opened the season with you know a a center that had never played the position before you know three weeks before the 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 season started you know and all of this is because of injuries. Now, we don't, one of the one of the things about having injuries is that we don't have the players that can that can just step up and fill the slots caused by injuries. So maybe we have always had injury problems to this degree, or that it's not that unusual. But this year we had no, there was no bench, literally. I mean, we had really really talented first stringers, and and after that. There was just there was just jack and shit. I mean, I mean, I think was, it, I think basically Lincoln Southwest was backfilling um, <laughs> the 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 team, and you can't you can't play a college football you know a grinding long season that way. What did you say? Well, I was going to say I kept seeing people on Twitter and you know the game thread and stuff going. Well, why don't we play the younger guys? We have a whole team full of younger guys. We've got arguably the youngest top to bottom team in the entire FBS for fuck's sake. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Maybe I may, you know, I maybe I can maybe, I can that, look that up here shortly, but I am pretty sure that when it comes to we are in the top ten youngest teams. I mean <laughs> I think that's an indication that people just look at the quarterback and go, Well, that's the team. Well, Play the younger guys. No, you mean Luke McCaffrey, not the entire freaking team. We're already playing all the younger guys, you know. The well, other thing I was going to say is uh, your point about death, with all due respect to Wyatt Mazur, if he's the second string running back, uh, I mean, he, he ran tough today. I don't think he didn't fumble, but he's not, you know, he's not going 80 yards up the middle. No. Anybody. No, um, Wyatt Mazur is the running back version of Matt Terman. Um, uh, Nebraska kid plays with heart. I mean, just is just happy to be on the team and getting out there and, and he's doing some stuff because he has athletic talent, but he is not uh, 
the <laughs> he is not the a talent that we can rely on um, to take us to conference and eventually national, you know, CFP berths. Um, and 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 that is that is indicative of of the entire team. Um, it we actually arguably well we're a lot thinner at receiver now than we were last year. So I'm actually not that. I'm not that crazy about that. Cade Warner is a good, basically, you know, workman kind of receiver, but he's also not breaking for 80 yards. Yeah, he's he's not. Um, and Spielman has had injury problems. Robinson's got injury problems. And who's standing behind that? Noah, who has kind of been a bit of a disappointment, and I think he's a one and done because he's a grad transfer. Yes. Um. He's done. Marcus Washington or Maurice Washington, sorry, is an explosion that blew up. Or <laughs> what are they? What's the word out of Washington? A, a, a hand grenade? Yeah, he blew up. I mean, we took a chance on him, and he, and he we blew up in our hands. So he's gone. He's not coming back. Mo Washington is not coming back, and and I I, I wish him the best, but. He created a lot of his own problems, so let's just move on from Mo. Um, uh, the defense. The defense. Yes. Oh my dear God, um, I feel like we've got some talent, nowhere near the speed that we need. Um, you have or the, Cam or Taylor the size. Britt. You have Cam Taylor Britt, uh, JoJo Doman, maybe yeah. Will Honus. I thought Darian Daniels played like a demon today, but he is a senior. He is. Um, By and large, our defensive line has been, I mean, they've been so inconsistent and unpredictable. You saw them get blasted. That, that four yard quarterbacks, no quarterback sneak goes for fucking four yards like that. It was after that that play that they actually started playing defense. Well, that's true. I, 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 I I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you that. But just the fact that that they can get just knocked on their ass that badly—that was—I I mean, and 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 they didn't even fall down. They were literally pushed and remained standing. They, they, right? I right don't even the, that. Right, if if Chenander gets fired, if Chenander gets fired, and I don't, part of me doubts he will be. But but if he's asked to resign. That that play right there should be exhibit number one in the why this needs to happen kind of. You know thing. why that? You know why that play happened? It's because right before the play started, Darian Daniels didn't get into his three point stance. Carlos Carlos Davis did, but. Well, I'm sorry. We have somebody else with us now. <laughs> <laughs> Zach has joined us. Hey, I, yeah. sorry, sorry, sorry to chime in. I. I just, I was, I started getting on the on the spectrum of drunk, and I decided to call call in and to give my thoughts. Okay. Okay. Well, we moved on to the defense. Okay. Um, and I guess it comes down to this: the defense has been sometimes spectacularly effective, um, but. It has also been frustratingly inconsistent 
and you, it's how do you know what one you're going to get? I, I, I just, I, I have the hardest time trying to understand and conceptualize what's happening with with Chenander teaching um, the defense. It, I, I feel like we get blown up in ways that are not consistent with the talent level we have. Now we don't have, you know, we don't have Bama level or Clemson level or Ohio state level defense here, but we're better than like UTSA for the most part. Although I'm not certain that UTSA couldn't blow our defense up from time to time either. So how does that, how does that continue to happen? I mean, what is, what is going on that, that is allowing that, that can, to continue? Well, I do, I do know this. If you have a defense that isn't learning the base defense very well, you can't teach them the other stuff. It's like saying this kid couldn't get past algebra. There's no way he's going to be able to do calculus. Uh, that's fair. Uh, okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think that, it's, I don't think it's teaching at all. I think it's it, like teaching is like like leaky tackles, missed tackles. Teaching is uh, guys not knowing what to do, but <clears throat> on a certain play. I don't think I don't think I saw that. I think I saw, I think I saw our defense when they're gashed, being in the wrong defense. I think I saw our, the 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 play calling on the defensive side being incorrect on the big plays that Iowa had putting our players not in the best position to perform. You should know where our weaknesses on defense and, and, and be in a position where our weaknesses aren't exploited and know that the weaknesses on the defense on the offense and exploit their weaknesses. There shouldn't be any of these big dash plays. When I when Iowa scored their first touchdown on the, um, on the reverse today, I got a text from a buddy of mine um, who said, Iowa has been running that play literally every game all season. How is Nebraska not ready for it? And it's a really good question because we were so, we so overcommitted um, on that play. And I am not, I'm not an X and O's guy. I'm going to leave that. Zach, I'll leave it to you and Haas. Um, but we had no defenders on, on the and the, on you know when the when the reverse went the other direction. How do you? There should have been some some recognition that the that that reverse was developing. That that outside linebacker on the play that the play went to came way too far inside, and by the time the ball came around, he had no angle on it. And he didn't have the speed to make up for it. But, okay, so I don't think it's fair then to lay that completely on his, on his, at, on, on, put that entirely on his plate because it's somewhat up to the coaching staff to prepare the, the, the team to recognize, you know, the play, the play is developing and prevent the players from over committing, you know, to one side of the field. Um, so that it, when the play comes back the other way, they're you know thirty yards, <laughs> thirty yards downfield. Or I'll give that you know, play to you because that play was an execution play. 
when they when the exchange happened, when the reverse exchange happened, the running backs started running the other direction. We had three Nebraska players on that side. Of that, if you split the line, the field in half, on that from the, on the other far far side of the field, where the running back was now running the opposite direction, there were three Nebraska defenders and two Iowa blockers. We had numbers on that side. Right. We didn't. We didn't execute. Yeah. Well. Okay. I, and I realize that 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 hindsight is always twenty twenty, and it's really easy to arm armchair head coach uh, or defensive coordinate um, these kinds of things. But you can see the play developing two or three seconds before the second oh, yeah. handoff. So slow. And, oh yeah, so slow. Yeah, and so we fail to rec. I mean, there is a every play. There's probably just one or two seconds. Uh, at some point where the defense recognizes what's happening and, 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 and intuitively says, okay, this is what I, I need to be going this way. Um, even if, even if it still looks like the play is going the other direction, I need to commit the other way because I think it's going to develop in that direction. Every play is like that at some point. This is a play that Iowa has, I think has scored six touchdowns. It only, it only scored um, like, 13 touchdowns all seasons and six of them came off reverses like this. We should have been prepared for that. I mean, it was inevitable that I was going to run it and they did. And it was like, we'd never seen one before. Come on. It was like that. And, and I'm like, when the other, you know, when the other team's fans are texting you saying, dude, could it have been more obvious? Why were you, how are you not prepared for this? Then, then you kind of it's it's time to ask some really serious questions. I am not out to hang anyone. I I I I, I don't have anything against Chenander personally. I but I really feel like the defense has not really improved much from last year to this year, and that is a big problem. And in some ways, they've gotten worse. Because I think we've lost some talent. Well, it, yeah, it's going to be like interesting to, I, to see what happens. I'd like to talk more about not just that play, but more critical positions, more p- critical points in the in the football game today, where Nebraska was given every single break, literally every single chance to win the game today. Yeah, we didn't win. I mean, I thought I was like, "What the heck?" Like all the stars are aligning. Like all statistically, we're due. Everything was happening for us to win. And then, nope. Tight end slips through for a 20 yard gain to get field position. We even get a timeout. We get the guy to kick the ball, which is like the perfect scenario of all time. Get the kicker yeah. confident that he's going to make it. You get the timeout out <laughs> before it happens. Which is well, like, I was, I was unbelievably confident he was going to miss it the second time. If you get that off, you're so, it, it's so hard to make it twice in a row. Well, Iowa's kicker is the best kicker in the Big Ten, and one of the best kickers yeah. in the country. He's yeah, a he's, he's a legit possibility to win the the Lou Grosso Award. So that that just knowing if I, I just had this sinking feeling that if Iowa got to the thirty five, that they were going to win the game because the the guy is that great of a kicker. Um, that great of a kicker. He's Alex Henry. And 
I just knew that he wasn't going to miss. Um, and and we had the we had multiple opportunities to keep them from getting to the thirty five, um, but we didn't. We yeah, did. We, the event we, up to that, that that field goal, you have the fumble, so we get an offensive drive with two minutes left. So we have okay, we get the ball. We're on our own thirty. Two minutes left. Can we win the game? The answer is no. We punt it away. Give them forty seconds, forty-one seconds. <clears throat> All we have to do is not let them get to the thirty-five. Then make a big pass over the middle of the over the, the far side of the field, which was a pass, which is like a pleaded pass, which was determined incomplete, which was unbelievable that we got that break. And then <laughs> And then they make complete another pass, which was targeting and overruled and not targeting, which was unbelievable. And then <laughs> we get a timeout before, uh, before their, their main kick. And we still lose the game. We got every break in the book. I don't, I don't disagree with that. On our, on our last drive, I, I, one of the things, and we keep coming back to the offense play, offense because i think it's that's what everybody's watching is thinking but um why did we not throw downfield on third down or or even fourth down for that matter Flight blow time Flight blow yeah time. but that's the thing i mean we were going to have to give them the ball back and it, yeah. an interception on on fourth down is the same as a punt yeah, I didn't get that either. Remember earlier in the season, yeah, or even when he started, Scott Frost had this whole "let's play without fear" then, right? And, and then he does that. Yeah, I don't yeah, think I mean, he, he he obviously he needs more experience as a head coach, but that yeah. just seems woefully inconsistent. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Scott Frost is Scott Frost. If you look at the statistics, Scott Frost is. It reminds you very much of, I mean, I wasn't alive. Maybe not very many people were, but when but when um, Tom Osmond took over for Devaney, he struggled a long time as a head coach until he figured out oh, how to Oh, Jesus. Dude, <laughs> it wasn't that fucking long ago. <laughs> yes. For me, both I was John, born both, in 95. Both John and I remember, oh, God. Both John and I remember that, okay? So I was I. It was one of the f- first things I remember. But yeah, and I know that John definitely remembers it because he's ten years older than me. John's older than dirt. <sighs> Damn right I am, and I'm Fucking still here, just like dirt. <laughs> Fucking old mo- times, cool. Fucking millennials. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were born in '95, huh? Oh my, oh my word! Yeah, so you know what I've experienced? I've experienced what we've experienced today my whole life. So you know, yeah. So you know what? That's actually very important and, and, and very impressive. And I would like to to commend you for your long suffering because it probably does feel like, why the hell am I doing this? For those of us that li- like John and me that lived through the really good times and then the spectacular times um it makes uh that kind of sustains us you know when you can think about think back to the um 
God, I'm sounding like one of these blue hairs that tell people to sit down in the stadium. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this. I really don't. <laughs> I think I'm senile. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Without, without the, you know, without the actual personal memories of watching things like the Fiesta bowl or watching the 78 Oklahoma game or, well, I didn't watch the game of the century. I was three, but watching without, without when the, your only connection to those is, you know, mythology and YouTube. Um, it's, I, I, I don't know. I think it's a different way. It's you experience Nebraska football differently. Yeah, I agree. I don't, let's, wait, let's wait, a minute. wait a minute. Go ahead. There are Cubs fans whose team didn't win a world series for 3000 years or something. Right. Yeah. I guess maybe the mystique of being a Cubs fan over that lifetime was we're never going to win it. And we're just here for the sympathy or something. No, I don't it's not, you completely missed my point. My, okay. my, my point was that John, that you and I having experienced Nebraska football through the seventies and eighties and nineties when, um, it, when, when it was really good and our concept of, 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 frustration was nine and three and and that's when we were ready to fire our coach at nine and three as opposed to now we have a different relationship to the team that someone who has never really known anything but you know the 2003 onward experience of nebraska football or yeah 2003 experience of nebraska football I, this is true. This is true. Let's talk about um, the future of Nebraska's program. This is the last game. We're, gonna, we're officially into the offseason because we're not going to a bowl game. So let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the offseason. Just began today. Well, honestly, I wasn't going to do that, but since you're here, let's go. You go ahead. Well, <clears throat> we have 15 recruits. Right now, we've had a ton of attrition. We're going to shoot. We're shooting for 25-ish. Probably end up about 23. So we need seven, eight more recruits to finish this class out. We just got two JUCO linebackers. Um, probably going to looking for more linebackers. Um, uh, we've lost Iowa by eight years. One, there's a couple of questions. One, are all their assistant coaches going to stay? The answer is probably yes. I don't see any reason why Scott would, would depart with anyone because of his loyalty. Second question is, is going to be a QB controversy? There's, there's Noah Bedrill, Luke McCaffrey, um, and then Adrian Martinez. There's going to be a, there is going to be inevitable a QB controversy, and before the first game of the 2020 season, nobody's going to know who's going to start the quarterback until the week of. You okay, know? let's. I'll, 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 I'll take that. Um, if if whatever is ailing Martinez heals, he it's his job to lose. Noah Vedrill is not going to beat out either McCaffrey or Martinez, and I, I at this point, um, if Luke doesn't leave in the off season, he's not going to leave uh, after. Or if, if if he makes it to spring football or past spring football, he's not going anywhere. 
Um, and I don't, I think he knows that Martinez is, is the guy unless Martinez gets hurt again. But Vedril is, is Vedril is not going to beat either of them out. A healthy Martinez is better than either of those guys. And I don't, I don't see that being very controversial. I'd agree with that. I think we're going to see more of what we just saw this year. It's just going to be more experience. Luke McCaffrey, you know what they call Luke McCaffrey, 200 pounds right now. That guy is 200 pounds with two car batteries attached to him. <laughs> he is. He is probably – he's actually probably about 190, but he's 6'3", so, yeah. But you get the idea. I mean, he'll have a year to improve and a year to get stronger and better, and it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. We'll yeah, have uh, months to speculate it. And as for all the coaches coming back, um, odds are we'll lose one um, just because coaches tend to apply for jobs and get promoted. And that's, I think that's just, you you have to figure that they want to, they want to advance their careers too. Although they haven't had a particularly successful couple of years. So that, that may, may not happen. I would not be so certain that Frost is not going to find other opportunities for his his BFF to uh, Chenander to uh, to succeed at. Um, Who would replace him, Ben Rude? I have no idea. Um, I I really hope that we don't <laughs> that we can get away from the well. We need a Nebraska guy. Um, That's gonna happen. What? That's gonna happen. I mean, we're doing been doing with. Uh... We've been we did it with Scott Frost. That I mean, his entire Scott Frost's entire tenure. Scott Frost is going to be Nebraska guy. Well, yeah, because he is a Nebraska guy. But Scott Frost didn't get this job because he's a Nebraska guy. Scott Frost got this job because he should have been playing for a national championship. Um, in his second season at UCF. UCF, right. Um, that's why. Again, he was one of the hottest coaches out there when we hired him. Absolutely. Um, Tunander was his DC at the time. Yeah, um, and and that has a lot to a lot to do with. <laughs> um, we play a slightly different kind of football in the Big Ten than they did in the AAC or the Pac-12. Um, uh, you can regularly give up thirty points, or excuse me, thirty-four to thirty-eight points. Because you're playing in a league where you retain, you know, you can expect, and you have an offense that, you know, you can count on scoring fifty on. Um, that that just is not true in the Big Ten. So, if, well, we saw that today. Yes, yes we'd we did. see it every time we play Ohio State. We'd see it every time we play Michigan. We'd see it every time. To be honest with you, Minnesota's improving. Uh, they're having a historical season. We might see it every time with them. So wow, they, I, don't, they're all I, don't, I don't think that uh, Nebraska, I don't think they're going to fire anybody unless somebody just decides to move on because I just, I think, uh, I'll say this and I'll, maybe I'll get in trouble for it. Tom Osborne had incredible loyalty with his coaches, and I'm sure Scott Frost talks to Tom every bloody week. Yeah, but he also had the best position coaches in the country. Um, uh, there is 
there is no doubt that um, Tom Osborne's position coaches could have and coordinators could uh, could have moved on and been successful at other places. Um, no, that's true. I mean, yes, he was loyal to them, um, but he never. But honestly, once we got to say, I don't know, 1983, they never. He never. There was never a point at which there was any reason to change position coaches. Um, well, that's maybe some griping in the late '80s about the defense, but they went down to Florida and learned how to play Florida defense, and then they out Florida Florida. So it that's that's not a really valid argument. Um, I mean, it, it you have to produce on the field. Loyalty is great, but if your loyalty keeps you from making the kinds of of decisions that that need to be made when you're in, when you're in command of an organization when you are leading the you know when you're leading the team you're leading the company if your loyalty to a subordinate leader keeps you from recognizing that they aren't doing what they need to do you failed as a leader and i i think that's that frost is is too acutely aware of his place in history to mm-hmm. fall into that trap. I think he has seen plenty of, of examples of people being too loyal too long. Um, so That's it probably won't be this season, but if Chenander has another season where there's no noticeable progression in performance on the defense, he will be looking for another job. And I'm sure that Frost is going to have that discussion with him this fall. Excuse me, this, this off season. Okay. Do we have anything else? We're, we're, we're getting long. We should wrap it up in the next couple minutes. Cause we do have a whole eight months or whatever it is. I don't want to think about it to talk about all this stuff. We are entering the long, dark, Tea time of the soul. So, third, the only the only time in Nebraska football history we've gone three straight years without a bowl game since what, nineteen fifty six or something? No, nineteen sixty two. Um, we did. Well, I don't know. Well, they didn't have forty seven bowls in nineteen sixty five. You know what I mean? So. Someone fact check right in the comments. Yeah, we can we can we can fact check that, but I'm pretty the 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 late fifties were the nadir of of Nebraska football. No um, one alive that was conscious in those years knows the answer to this. Only the internet knows the answer to this. Well, um, any yeah, well, there's plenty of people alive, but um. I don't know. I can ask my dad. What, I mean, we can just look. We can just look it up. It's been three straight years without a bull. Is that what you're asking? Last last time we went three straight years without a bull. I think it's a trick question. Um, it it I, really I, is a trick question because you have literally 42 bulls now. Back yeah. back in the like 1968 1969 era, a Big was, Ten team couldn't go to the Rose Bowl two years in a row. And there were time we were under 500 for three straight years. Maybe that's a better question. Yeah, well, that would be the 50s. 
we we were we were under 500 for the the entire 50s so that's i'm certain of that but it used to you could you could go nine and nine and one um and not not go to a bull um back in the 40s and 50s though and even in uh, even into the 60s so right it, it was by no means guaranteed um it really well, was a really right. unique big deal um the other bulls. thing you have to consider is back then they voted on the national champions before the Bulls. They're Earth, saying it was a different world. Yeah, there's a there's a there's an hour special, the 150 years series um, on ESPN about the whole picking a national championship that or champion. That's all kinds of interesting about the uh, the drug deals and the you know the back the kinds of things that went on with that so yeah they did um so when you're reading this stuff in the media and the off season it starts to wear on you uh it is kind of a tricky question it is kind of a i don't know a little bit of a mess no misnomer uh the last time we went under 500 for three straight years would have been uh, 59 to 62 or i think 59 59 60 61 well whatever you get the idea. Right. Okay. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. You guys need to eat. I need to eat and then swear at my TV some more tonight and hope other people's dreams get shattered. Well, I'm going to embarrass myself on O Street, so watch out for the guy on the corner just laying on the ground. That's me. Okay. I need to remember that there are several games um, that are meaningful to Nebraska tomorrow um, of currently five and six teams. Um, that if they don't, if they don't make it, um, we are ahead of them in the, the academic, the ACP or the APC, whatever academic APR. APR thank you. Yeah. Um, so technically we aren't officially done yet. The lights are nearly out, but it isn't totally black yet. So <laughs> let's watch for that. All right, everybody. Good okay, night. this has been the post-game reaction to the bloody, miserable loss to Iowa. Thank you for listening. I hope during the offseason we listen to you guys listen to the rest of our podcast. Remember that we do have an interesting basketball team. They're probably not going to win a whole gob of lanes games, but they will be uh, they'll be exciting. They'll be running, gunning, moving around the floor and all sorts of stuff. And we still have a volleyball team that's in a hunt for something. We'll see what happens. All right. Thanks for listening. Take care.